I feel like everything, like I've said, that I've wanted, I really will work as hard as I can to get there. And so it seems super lucky because I do get out of it, but I genuinely think if you're so passionate about something, you should want to work for it. And like, you're allowed to change your opinion for sure. Like I wanted to leave school initially because I wanted to focus on acting and look where I am now, like I'm not even studying that. So my path has totally shifted, but initially that first step was done because I wanted something and then it turned into something new and now I'm pursuing that and I feel like a year ago my life I could not have told you that this is where that I'd be living in London like I the whole thing yeah it all happened so fast. Welcome everyone to Life with Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life with Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. And today we have a very relatable and special guest. What I like about her social media profile and the type of content that is she, that she is sharing is firstly how real she is. And secondly, the progress that you can already see her undergoing through once you start looking through her older content. And she is just sharing her entire journey so that you can follow her on that and see that change and getting better is possible. But at the same time, that's it's not a linear journey. It's very, very inspiring and motivating as well. She's sharing her journey so vulnerably with thousands of people on, online across her social media platforms. She's also community lead of Form. It's a very, it's an incredible company related to fitness, nutrition, wellness, and everything around that as well. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was so cute. I'm <laughs> super honored to be here. I've like had a couple of friends on this podcast. And so it's just really cool to see that now like be a part of it because it was so exciting for me to watch my friends that it's crazy that I'm on it. So thank you. I'm so honored to have you here. And something that I, when I was researching you for this podcast, I was going all the way back to all your older posts and seeing that journey that you undergo, you went on and you were still on. And was something that I really wanted to start our conversation with was you mentioned that 18 to 25 is the age where all extroverts become introverts and there this change happens. And it literally made me laugh so hard because I always, <laughs> as young teenager, I identified as extrovert was also, I felt like I'm getting energy from being with people, but then something happened in that age from 18 to 25 that I also became way more introverted. Like my values changed and I also went on some kind of journey where my whole approach to life changed. So I'm curious to go back to that point for you. What what was your starting point and how did you get to be more introverted? What was the change for you? Yeah, I'm actually so happy that you like found that like quote and saw that because I feel like when I posted that, I didn't know how relatable it was because for me, I mean, it's fully real about what I'm feeling, but like, all my friends from high school are all in college and like going out all the time and they're just like super social. And I'm like, okay, so out of all my high school friends, I'm the only one who feels this way. But I, in high school, went out like a lot. I was a huge like party girl, super social, always had like a good group of friends and um, wanted to go to college like just to party more. And it was like, my sole intention was like, I'm going to the biggest party school and like, doing whatever I can to just like go out all the time. And so I went into, I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison my freshman year, which is like, I think that year was like ranked like number one party school in the nation. And I went for acting and I kind of put that on the back burner of like, yeah, I knew I wanted to be an actor, but as long as the school offered that major, that's enough for me to just like go somewhere and have fun. Um, so I went there. It was like my dream, dream school. And I think after like the first couple weeks of just going out six nights a week and just like seeing, like I've never blacked out, but I've gotten like very drugged and like, I don't know how I haven't blacked out, but like, I just like all my friends were, and it was so weird to be like in that environment 
literally six nights a week. And then almost feeling, I remember my roommate used to always say, well, I don't want to have FOMO if I don't go out this night. And I'm like, it's literally the same thing that's going to happen that happened last night. So like, you're not really missing out on anything if you don't go. So like, I slowly kind of stopped going out as much. My friend group was, um, love them, but felt very like college friends and not like lifetime friends. So I, it didn't feel super permanent and felt super temporary for like that scene. And I was like, okay, we don't really relate on anything else. I was waking up early trying to go work out. Everyone was commenting like, oh my God, like, how are you working out right now? Like, we just went out last night and like, I'm vegan. So I was like, not when they would like order a bunch of pizza at night, like I wasn't eating it because I just like couldn't. And so everyone's like, oh my God, you're so healthy, like all this stuff. And I'm like, not in a bad way, but it's just like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, I really don't fit in here because you guys are just like, so not doing what I'm doing. And it was something that never really clicked because I knew I always had some sort of drive for like health and wellness, like even in high school, but it just seemed more tangible, I guess, then because we were only going out like Saturday nights instead of like every night of the week. And so then midway through the year, I was sort of like, okay, I don't know that I'm happy here. And it was super weird to admit because yeah, it was my dream school. I like cried when I got in, it was like a huge deal. And so I told my mom and I'm like super, super close to my dad and my siblings, but like didn't tell anyone but my mom. And was I ended up applying to NYU like in secret. Cause I was like, maybe going somewhere that's super independent and you're just like on your own. And I can study acting and focus on that. Like, I really want to do that will be a better option. So I applied like auditioned from Wisconsin, like over zoom and then, um, got waitlisted like June 1st. I was already home and I got waitlisted and was like, okay, well, I don't think I want to go back to Wisconsin for sure. At the time I like, didn't really know what I wanted to do. But now I need to like figure out what I need to do to get out because I'm like signed on a lease for the next year. Like I'm in my classes. My dad has no clue that I just like want to drop <laughs> drop out of the school. And so, and then like the waitlist decisions weren't coming out until August. So I was like, I can't even, that I'm going to school like three weeks after the date that they come out. So it was a very stressful and like hectic year figuring out, or like summer figuring out what to do. But I ended up staying in LA and going to community college. So I was like alone all of my sophomore year. And I think I realized that I, well, I love being on my own. I'm like always been a super independent person in addition to just like also being super social, but I love being alone. And I think after that year, I like, or towards the end of that year, I started reaching out to people through social media. And now like all my best friends are all through social media, which is actually so weird to think about. But I'm, I like went from being so extroverted to being so introverted to now I'm like still super introverted, but I love being with people. It's just like not doing things that are so like extravagant. Like I like to like hang out at home and just like doing homework together or whatever. But it was so weird. Cause yeah, like at the time, all my high school friends are like in school posting their out at sororities. I'm like, I don't even feel any sort of FOMO of like what you guys are doing. I'm so content on my own. So yeah, I feel like that was now I'm like, I love my life. <laughs> It's so beautiful that once you realize what you want, you kind of stop feeling FOMO because you know that that you're not actually missing out on that and the sacrifice th that you would make to actually have that experience is way bigger than the reward that you'll be getting and that's just not something for you. And that's how I feel that you stop feeling FOMO because you realize that there will be always something that you will not be doing just because in your life you cannot do everything. And then once you realize yeah. what is something that you want to do most, you realize that it's okay to not do other things that are actually not that important for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like whenever anyone says, oh, do you ever like look at people's Snapchats or like Instagram posts and you see that they're at a football game, like, do you feel left out? And I'm like, not at all. Like no part of me actually feels a desire to be there. I'm sure it's fun. I'm not like discounting that, but it's just like what I'm doing right now, like walking through 
Whole Foods is like so much more rewarding to me than like being at a football game drunk. Like, I don't know. It's, but it is weird because, yeah, like I saw, I didn't drink from when I was, I want to say like 19, like in September. I stopped drinking for like a year. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're like, you're not drinking. You're not even 21 yet. Like you're already done drinking. You're not 21. They were like, are you going to even have a drink like on your 21st birthday? And I'm like, I'm sure I will, but like, I'm not like looking forward to that. That's not why I'm like excited to turn 21. I actually didn't though, because I was super sick. So I didn't do anything. (laughs) Actually, I saw that you had the ginger shots or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I woke up like I was so sick on my birthday actually. And so took ginger shots instead. (laughs) I also wanted to go back to something that you were mentioning on your journey. So when you were already in your first year of uni and um, you started going out six times a week, but then in the mornings, you still wanted to do that workout and you were still interested in those things. How did you actually knew that it's something that you want to be doing, given that nobody around you was doing that? And how did you still have that willpower to do what you feel is right for you? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, honestly. I think that I've always been like super athletic and into sports. And when I was 16, maybe, I started like going to the gym and working out. And then, or like maybe 15. I think 16, I went to the gym. 15, I went abroad and did a semester in Israel. And so while we were there, there was like always this huge stigma that as soon as you go there, like you're going to gain like 15 pounds and like everyone would come back and be like, if the program was called like T-Ferret, so they'd be like TIF 15, like how people say like freshman 15. So it was like always a thing. Like everyone eats a lot. You're in Israel. It's like, why wouldn't you like try a bunch of new food? Um, And so I think like going into it, I knew that I wanted to be like, I didn't want to just go and just like give out on like everything about my life. Like, yeah, of course I wanted to experience like culture and stuff, but I just think, yeah, like balancing it out with like my normal routine. Obviously I wasn't going to have like any sports there to do. So I was like, let's do workouts. I don't know if you know who Cambry Schroeder is. So at the time I was like obsessed with her workout plan and like programs and she had like her own protein powder and whatever. So I remember I brought like booty bands and um, like a set of three booty bands or something. And I got like my best friend and then like this one other girl started working out with us in the morning before class. So it was like 8 a.m. We'd go outside and do like a 20 minute workout. It just like felt so accomplished, which I mean, honestly, like no one else was doing it. It was pretty cool, I guess. And then um, it just started becoming my routine that I like had to get a workout in the morning just because it genuinely made me feel so much better and gave me so like, I have to work out in the morning. Otherwise I have no energy in the day. And so after we got back from that trip, it just like became my routine. Then I started going to the gym. And then when I went to school, I was like, well, I don't want to stop that. And I was super lucky to have a gym in my building where I lived. So it made it super easy because I could just go downstairs. I feel like if I had to go maybe somewhere else, probably would just do like in-room workouts or something, but it made it a lot more convenient for me to be like, okay, it's like downstairs. I have no excuse. And I actually never really woke up hungover. So I was like, perfect. Like I'm all set. No excuses. (laughs) I like how you say no excuse, but you know, if you wanted to find an excuse, you would always find an excuse. It's more of a mindset that you had the no excuses mindset that actually made you go to the gym. (laughs) I don't know like what really motivated me other than I think I just, I love working out and like the feeling and yeah, like I think it really does set the tone for my day. So I think it's just knowing that. And if I miss out on it, I'll be like in a mood or like, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I think many people focus a lot of an att- a lot of attention on how addictive some of the less healthy things are. Like, for example, you know, some people can get super addicted to having that amazing night out and having many memories. And that's why you keep going out every night because you are afraid to miss out on that amazing night. But at the same time, 
also all the things that could be very good for us, like for example, working out could also be addictive in a good way, because once you get that feeling good, energized, aligned with yourself, confident, strong, you just never want to not feel like that. And yeah. I also find it so funny because whenever I usually do my workouts in the morning and whenever I would wake up and then I, I would say to myself, oh, I don't have time. I'll wake, uh, I'll just work out in the afternoon or the evening. And then my day is always worse. <laughs> so I, yeah. even if I had to do like a shorter workout, I really should do that because it really sets the mood for the day. And I feel like I'm almost addicted to that feeling. And it's a good addiction because now it doesn't feel as hard to actually do it because you actually yeah, really definitely. want to. Yeah. Honestly, I think also when I wait, I used to be actually like, oh, I was thinking about this this morning. I used to be way more disciplined with, um, like if I knew I had something at seven in the morning, I would wake up at six to work out. Whereas like now I'm much more like, okay, I'll wake up at like 6.45. So I just have to like put on clothes and like get out the door and I'm good. And then I'd be like, oh, I'll like figure out a workout later. But it's like, it does totally affect my day. And also, yeah, the day is a lot worse. So then my mindset even to like go into the workout is like, I don't even really want to do this. Like maybe I'll just do this instead. Whereas I know, not that it's bad to take like rest days or like do something more simple or whatever, but I know that on that day, maybe I would have done more of an intense workout. And then I'm like choosing to do something that's like less intense. Cause I, in that moment, I'm feeling like not as motivated to do something. So I don't know. It is interesting that I, I, I had exactly the same experience and it's, it's it just crazy how just not doing that simple thing in the morning can set it on for the whole day. And then you already feel yeah. like you kind of, if you kind of, I don't know if you also feel like that, but I kind of feel like I already let myself a bit down. So then it's like the day yeah. cannot really get better. So then you keep letting yourself down. Maybe you'll not push as hard here or you'll not push as hard there. And then it gets like a bit like the tone of the day gets like a bit worse and worse and worse. Whereas if you already did something hard, then you're like, Ooh, it's already a great day. And then you push yourself even harder there or there, or you will do something, um, explore your more adventurous. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think that there's like, I think just to like clarify this for like everyone, I think that there's like a difference between like the way, like, I feel like sometimes when I say stuff like, oh, I need to work out in the morning, people are like, oh, that's addictive. Like, you don't need to, like, you're a lot of time for us days, but it's like, not even about the, I don't know, whatever the stigma is around working out. It's about like, seriously feeling so much more motivated in the day. I like, I don't drink coffee. So like, it's so like my caffeine, I guess, in the morning. And like, if I don't have that, it's like, I'm basically getting out of bed so exhausted and then just like trying to go into my next thing. So exhausted without having anything to like raise my adrenaline or anything that I'm just moving through my day so slowly, especially if I just have to sit and do homework all day. It's like, I need something to break up the like, you know, slow. <laughs> yeah. But also I, I just wanted two things. Firstly, you don't drink coffee. Like how that, how did that happen? And <laughs> How are you still alive and awake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I actually like love coffee and I love the taste of it. And so I kind of definitely every day was like having a latte or like whatever. And then I want to say, honestly, like two years ago, like two summers ago now, I guess, because it's almost summer, was like, I was probably in my prime. Like I was so on top of my routine I'm like really working on trying to get back to that because I just always felt amazing and had like the most confidence I've ever felt and everything so I just like obviously want to get back to that but honestly I was drinking so much coffee in that time also and like this is just like not even related but just like in that time period I was drinking like three coffees a day maybe just because I love the taste and like not even thinking that there's caffeine in it and I was also drinking Celsius. So I would wake up in the morning, work out, have a Celsius. And then like, as soon as that was done, have breakfast and then like go to a coffee shop and like do my homework there. And then I'd be going to work. So then I would like make another coffee or like get another coffee or whatever. So one, it was like super expensive because I'm like buying like two or three coffees a day. And then also 
it's so much caffeine on top of the Celsius also that I'm just like not even thinking. And my sister was like, you should just have decaf because if you're drinking it for the taste, it doesn't really matter. So I was like, okay, yeah, good point. So I started only drinking decaf and, um, I don't know. I think it was just like a placebo where I was like, I don't actually need the energy really is for the taste. And then I stopped drinking Celsius and then, so I was only drinking decaf and then, um, now I don't even really drink decaf that all. Like I just don't really get coffee that often. I drink like other things, but when I do get like coffee, it's always decaf. I don't know. It, it was a slow process for you. So you yeah. didn't have <laughs> a drop and, and then you didn't feel the, as an addict. I remember once I was in uni, I, I also felt like I'm super addicted to coffee. Just, just like studying so much, you grab a coffee and you keep drinking coffee. And then I thought, okay, let me just, I don't like this feeling of being addicted to something. So let me just go cold turkey yeah, and sweet exactly. coffee. <laughs> And oh my God, it was so hard, like to go from like three, four coffees a day to zero. And it's crazy how in the beginning, you just really feel like an addict. You, I had like, mm -hmm. I wanted it, you know, I would smell it. I was like, oh my God, I want it. But then you start energizing yourself just with water. And I found that quite surprising because I didn't know how awake water can just make you feel. So just like drinking lots yeah. of water. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. so funny though, because in high school, there was like a period where I was getting coffee every morning with my friend. Like we would finish the gym, we would pick up coffee on our way to school. And um, on Saturdays, like when we didn't have that routine because we weren't in school, I would like wake up with a headache and I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I was like, that's a bad sign. Like I need to get off of this. <laughs> oh my God, they have coffee. They, not having coffee headache. It's a real thing. It's like, it's so I, weird. Yeah. I remember the first time I got it, I thought, oh no, am I getting sick? Is there something wrong? And then I was like, oh no, I just didn't have a coffee. And then you, you realize that you are an addict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and just the second point that I also wanted to mention was for when you were saying that, you know, you need to work out or you need to move your body. I think it's actually very normal. And if you look, if I always like to think about how people used to be, you know, back in the days before this modern world, and it's actually very not normal to wake up and not move your body and just stay inside, you know, with your phone or with your laptop and just stay and not move in the same place. I feel like that would be something very unusual and not something that we're built for. And that's why I feel like movement in whatever shape or form, maybe, you know, the race days when you can just like stretch or go for a walk, it just still feels so good to just move your body in whatever way your body craves on that day is just like so important because we were not meant to sit all day and stay inside indoors all day. Yeah, it's actually so interesting that you say that because I think in Europe, it's so different than like, LA especially. I mean, maybe New York, it's kind of similar, but for us, it's like, even if you're going to the office, like you sit in your car, you don't like move at all. And then you just get in, like sit in an office. And so like, you're not moving at all. Whereas for you, it's like, you probably walk everywhere. And yeah. like, initially, like if you have to go to work, like, you know, you have to get in like X amount of steps or like, even if you're sitting on like some sort of subway or tube thing, you know, you have to like walk to the station, like walk out for us. It's like, okay, drive, stand in an elevator, get in your office, sit down. There's like no movement. And it's so like stagnant that I totally agree. Like we need to be like moving. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that just based on where you're based, there's such a big difference on how you will spend your day. Because for me, you know, I would, especially in Amsterdam, Amsterdam is so small that you can literally walk everywhere or you would bike everywhere. Going anywhere by car would take you like three times as long, not convenient, impossible to park. Really? So you would always go either by bike or walk. And then you already spend so much time more time, you know, in fresh air and getting some exercise in just by existing, not necessarily by trying to yeah. get this. You just, it's part yeah. of your lifestyle. Exactly. For us, it's like such an effort to be like, okay, let's go on a walk or like, it's just so interesting. 
that's probably where the hot girl podcast walks came in yeah literally it's like yeah everyone's like we need to get in a walk guys (laughs) (laughs) so talking about lifestyle i'm very curious to hear about what are your current routines or habits that are non-negotiable that keep you healthy and keep you that you currently enjoy i know that you just mentioned that um two years ago you were like really on top of it but still now i'm sure you have still some habits or non-negotiables or routines that are in place so what are those for you just for anyone who is listening and would like to get some inspiration yeah so yeah definitely two years ago i just had it way more structured i think and i don't know why i'm like i have been definitely on a journey of like getting back there but i think for sure like i wake up and like go into my workout immediately i don't brush my hair like anything half the time depending on what it is i could be just like wearing my pajama shorts and i'm just like all right let's get into this um i take a symbiotic so that is just like also kind of first things i take before any food so i'll work out and then shower get ready i try and like i don't dress up really in the day but i do my hair like whatever just so that i feel like put together somewhat and then i'll make breakfast which i feel like that is something that isn't necessarily new to my routine but i have had like so many different phases of like do i eat breakfast like do i just get coffee or like what should i be making for breakfast and now it's like so a non-negotiable like i don't understand how people can like now i'm like how do you even skip breakfast like it's like so important to me and um that's kind of like my morning i feel like as far as like wellnessy things i used to be really good about doing the five minute journal i don't know if you know or if you've heard Mm -hmm. of that but it's like you write three things you're grateful for three things that would make the great the day great and then like a daily affirmation and that was it was so fast like it was like two minutes because then the other two minutes or whatever you're doing at night and it really took no time but for some reason i just like got off of it and I really felt like amazing doing it. So definitely something I would love to incorporate back into my routine. I also have like another journal that I like. It's a little different, but I do every time I do it, it's like so amazing and so rewarding. I also have like affirmation cards and like words of wellness cards. I don't do them every day, but I try to do them at least a couple times a week just because it honestly does without even thinking about it, it kind of does totally change my perspective on things or like, I don't know. That's one thing I love about Instagram. It does hold me accountable to some of my habits. Cause I'm like, okay, I want to like post this or like whatever. And then when I do it, I'm like, wow, why am I not doing this every day? So that, and then I love ice rolling and like gua sha's. Like I love doing that. So I definitely work that in some way into my morning. Yeah. And I also wanted to add on the five minute journal and the gratitude practice, because I also had recently a moment like, oh, wow, why am I not doing this every day? Yeah. (laughs) I've been following um, Mimi Icon and Alex Icon. So they're the founders of the company that does the five minute journal. And they usually also, they shared some time that they go on gratitude walks. So they basically would go on a walk and they would just think of things that they're grateful for. And just the other day, I went for a walk and it was a beautiful sunny day in Amsterdam, which doesn't happen very often. So I already felt very grateful for that. And then I thought, let me just think about three things that I feel very grateful in the moment. And then I came up literally with like 10 or 15 because I I could not even pick like the ones that I'm more grateful um, because they all seem so relevant. And it was all very simple things like, oh my God, I I feel so healthy at the moment. I can go for a walk. I don't feel, I don't have any disease that's like um, hurting me. And just being grateful for that felt so powerful. And then uh, my family is healthy and uh, they're alive and I can just call my mom and dad and they will pick up. That's incredible. And it's not it was not that it was not there, but just by pointing my attention to that, it just felt so strong. And I felt such a strong sense of gratitude. And it just made me realize how 
it's so crazy that those things might already be in your life. You might already feel healthy, but we don't really, we kind of take it for granted until the moment when we feel yeah. sick and then you're like, oh my God, I, I am just like, I wish I was healthy again. But by pointing our attention to the things that we currently have and being grateful for, for them is just so powerful versus our mind just focusing on the things we wish we had or things we don't have yet or, and just focusing on that because I feel like those things are just like draining our energy instead of creating this beautiful energy that will actually make you feel more, um, it will actually help you to take action and go to take that action that will help you achieve those things that you still, you don't have yet. Yeah, no, I like fully believe that gratitude should be the like guiding thing in our lives. Um, I think just looking for like friends or anything, like if someone isn't or doesn't express like any sort of gratitude to me, it's such a, it's like turn off. Cause I'm like, I, I try to be like super optimistic and I consider myself a pretty happy person. And I think that you can't be so happy and like content with things if you don't appreciate them. And then you like see more negatives because you're looking for like the bad things instead of being like grateful that something is good or like even just bad situations that happen, being grateful for them because it does teach us lessons and like, that's how we grow. Yeah. So, and that's yeah the, the five minute journal is amazing. Yeah. And that's the mindset difference because I feel like the same person can, uh, two different people can go through the same situation and the way they experience it will be totally different just based on their mindset. And if they're looking for the lesson or they're looking for the bad in that situation. Yeah, definitely. I want to do that walk. That sounds so <laughs> <laughs> to everyone who's listening please let us let us know if you do go on the gratitude walk and if you also feel the sense of gratitude <laughs> <laughs> you did mention that you think of yourself as quite a happy person and um looking for the positive i wanted to go back to one of the situations that you shared on your stories um i think it was on tiktok where you mentioned that you already got in one school and it was like your first day there but then you were not happy and you still decided to go for it and make a change even though you were you were already in school and so many people would say oh it's not possible you already got in there so can you please share a bit more about that story <laughs> if i'm recalling it correctly and um yeah so actually it's, <laughs> that's so funny a lot of people a lot of my friends now think that i'm like everything that I want, they're like, you get. And I'm like, yeah, because I feel like I really try not to live with like a limiting mindset of like, if I want something, I'm going to get it. If you're the CEO of a company, I don't really care. I'm going to ask you like straight up, like, yo, I want to work for you. And if like, that's not the professional way to do it, I don't know. I'm just going to like totally be myself and just go for whatever I want. So yeah, like I said, I left Wisconsin, went to community college in LA. And then for this year, for my junior year, I transferred into a four-year college. Um, my first semester was fully online. So I was totally fine with that because I just do, I do so many things that being in school, like in person, just seems so impossible. And I was so excited for 2023. We have been, I made like so many vision boards and I... I made a vision board last year, but not as like in depth as the one I made this year. And I made one tangible with like magazine collages and stuff, like looking at it right now. <laughs> and then I have one that's like on my desktop. That's totally different, but same ideas. And it was the first time that I'd really spent so much time formulating like what I want and my goals and really thinking about it. And this year I got super into manifestation and like all that stuff that I've never really been into. And so I was so excited for 2023, but also knew that that meant I was going in person for school because my semester was going to be in person. Like I said, I was a theater major. So obviously for acting, you have to <laughs> be in person. I finished all of the general courses that I could do online. And so a part of me was a little worried about starting school because it's been like, two and a half years maybe since I've been in person. 
And also because I do have so many different passions and things I like to do and my routine and like, just, I don't literally like going to Whole Foods. Like I swear that makes me so happy. And so on a random day, if I just like want to get a snack, I'll just like run over and pick it up. And it's just because I have food at home, but I just want the feeling of like being in the market. I can't do that if I'm in school. And so I was coming up with all these ideas in my head of things that were going to limit my lifestyle now. So I was like, okay, I need to switch that mindset because I don't want to go into it with negative energy. I want it to be something that's just going to, it's going to happen. I'll be in school five days a week, but then the weekends are going to be super fun. Like whatever. I also work as a server in a restaurant and I love that job. So I was like, now my schedule is going to be messed up because I'll have to work less and whatever. So I, I went into school. I know, you know, Hannah, like, so we went yeah. to London and got back Friday night and I was starting school Monday. So I was like, like, we're starting the year so strong. And then I'm going to go into school, like already with such a positive experience of the year. So it's going to be good. First day of school. Like <laughs> I hated it. I was like, I, I like try not to hate anything. I really am like, okay, find the positives, find the positives. I'm like, going to meet people. Like this is going to be fun. And I just felt so kind of how I was feeling at Wisconsin, where it was like, it just was so not me anymore of like, I didn't even want to do acting anymore. I wanted to switch my major and do something with marketing. I want to pursue Instagram. So being in that field where I'm learning things that will help me with that will just, in my opinion, help me more for the future. So I was trying to turn something that I felt was so negative and find a way to, even if it had to be in person still, but find a way to like be in school and studying something I'm passionate about. Whereas like at the time I thought I was super passionate about acting and now I'm just like, it's not that I I'm not at all, but I just am focused on something else now. So I talked to my advisor about maybe switching majors and I couldn't switch unless I wanted to be in school extra time. And I'm like, okay, definitely not that because I'm trying to get out as fast as possible. I also love London and I went in September and then went back with Hannah in January. And I was like, maybe I can do like a study abroad and go there just so I can be there. I'll be studying in person. That's fine. But at least if I'm in another country, like my routine has to be different. So I'm not really like, I don't know, trying to come up with every possible way to sort of like get out of the situation then looked into online programs for just different schools. And this was where it got a little tricky because obviously I had started school. So like it's day one of school. <laughs> like I can't really drop out now. <laughs> I have to like do the semester, maybe figure it out for next year. And so it's like the second day I wanted to talk to my dad about like, if he thought about me going to like this online school, how we would feel. And he was sort of well, you like dropped out of this school that was really good and kind of went to a school that was even worse. And now you want to go to a school that's even worse. Like, why are you even like, you might as well just like not be in school, which like isn't really an option. So like, what are you doing? No, that's not going to happen. So I was like, okay, need to figure this out. And I spent the next two days just like researching as much as I could, like any UC school that had a better rep, let's say, than like the school I was in. I was like, maybe they have an online program that my dad will definitely be for it if it's like a better school. So I'll figure this out. And then I don't know how I came across Wisconsin, like where I went freshman year, offers online programs for like full bachelor's degrees. And they had one in marketing, which is like consumer market behavior, which is like exactly what I wanted to study. So I like called the rep there. Like this is all happening in like the parking lot of my school. I'm like how looking up everything. Like I need to make sure this is like a feasible option. I like, set up a meeting with a counselor, talked to her, was constantly a few hours ahead of us. So I scheduled a meeting. It was like 6 a.m. LA time. It's like, I don't care. Like I'm getting up, I'm figuring this out. And then I like had school that day too. So <laughs> I um I remember like I talked to the advisor and I was like, I just want to make sure this is possible before I present the idea to my dad, because I need to have like everything. I need to know that this is like going to happen. And it just seems so possible. Like if you are, were already a student there, you get like automatic readmission. 
And so, and then depending on your grades is how you can like transfer schools or whatever. So she was like, yeah, like you would automatically get in and then like, or you're automatically like in basically if you want to come back. And because your grades are like whatever they are, you're eligible to like switch into the major that you want. So then like talk to her about like how much it is and like all this stuff and just like actually like figured out everything, did as much research as possible. Told my mom, said like, I talked to the school, like this is whatever. And then went to school that day, came home and like presented the idea to my dad. And I was like, okay, so we had it, me and my dad are like, he's like my best friend. And like, I am, yeah, like we're so close and I live with him. And so it was weird. Cause like for the first two days, we kind of weren't really talking. Cause I just was not, I was like, you're not open to hearing my ideas. So like, I don't really want to talk right now. I need like some time to just think. And so I was like, this is super awkward, but I know where you stand on like me not transferring, but I can go back to the school I was at, which you really liked and study something that you actually like more than like a theater major. So you kind of can't say no because I'm actually checking like all of your boxes and like I have all the, I have like all the research. I talked to an advisor, like I know it's possible. Ask me anything. I will know anything. So then he was like, I have to talk about it. I have to like think about it. And then the next day, it's like Thursday or whatever. And I'm leaving. And he was like, where are you going? And I was like, um, to school, like, <laughs> obviously. And he was like, oh, I was like, unless you think I don't have to go today. And he was like, no, 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 you should go. So I go. Of course, I get to campus, which is like 45 minutes away. And there's a sign on my classroom door that says like, class was canceled today. And I'm like, you're joking. Like I drove here, I have class for two hours and then I have another class that's like costumes for three hours. So I'm like not going to sit here for two hours, do nothing just to go to my costume class and then like maybe not even go to school here anymore. So I called my dad and I was like, hey, so this is the situation. Like, you know, I just drove here. My class was canceled. Do you need me? Like, can we just talk about this now? Or like, do you need me to stay for my costume class? So he also wanted like all the advisors information. Like I gave him all Wisconsin's information so he could call them and like talk to them to make sure all the information is accurate. And so I sat in the car for like an hour on the phone with him, just like talking about all the pros and cons. I let him ask me anything. I like was so on top of it. I feel like I knew the information for this program inside and out. Cause I was like, I don't want there to be any sort of stumble of me not knowing anything. And he was sort of like, okay, yeah, I guess that it does make sense. Like it all works out, whatever. So all my friends were sort of like, everything you want, you get. Because I like wrote down when Hannah and I were on our way home from London, I'm going to figure out a way to make my school online or like a hybrid because I can't do online. Like I can't do in person. And it's just like, I think I've become so motivated to like get what I want it's like why shouldn't I I guess and I have like such a not limiting mindset people are like shocked like you could be like the president and I would go up to you and literally ask you like anything and just because I don't I just like (laughs) it's not that I don't care about anything but I like don't care about anything I'm like what's to lose besides benefiting myself that I will work as hard as I can to like get what I want I guess and yeah, I don't know. It just kind of works out. <laughs> so for everyone listening, that the, everything that you just mentioned took place in the span of like 48 to 72 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so I'm like, well, I have, I was like, dad, I need to know because I need to drop my classes so we can get refunded. So like, I need to know now. This is like three days in school, hated it. Le- like was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm leaving back to school. Like, <laughs> like switched to new school and then yeah I was enrolled in a whole new program so. that's absolutely insane and also something that I just wanted to point out from this story is firstly that you knew what you want and you knew what you don't want and I feel like everything starts from that awareness like at least knowing what you don't want or what you want because otherwise how do you how can you even take any action or start going anywhere and then the second part was the mindset that you had you're like I deserve the life that I want and I will 
I actually, I don't have this uh, limited mindset. I'll try to look for the good things. And the, the third thing, you are ready to take the crazy action or to do whatever it takes to actually achieve that. So for everyone who is just saying, oh, you're Jack, you're just the type of person, you know, that gets whatever, whatever you want. There is a formula. You need to know what you want. Yeah. You need to know what you don't want. You need to have the right mindset to actually just see that, that that is possible. And the third thing, you need to be able to take crazy action and to actually do something. Because if you just had the positive mindset, you just knew that what you don't want. But if you didn't take action in those like two, three days, when you already felt that you have to take action, you would still be there, right? No, yeah, it's like crazy. I talk about this to my friends all the time. It's like, I can't even imagine now if I were actually in school because I would be there five days a week. That's like, that's a lot. That's like working. I was like, that's like me having a nine to five right now and then also going to my job later and then trying to balance out friends. And then like, it's just, that's a lot. That's that's crazy, but that's why I just want. But I want to point out that it's not necessarily always just luck. I mean, the harder you work, the luckier you get, yeah. and uh, it's not exactly. just because the thing is with manifestation. What I what I feel like many people when they just look at manifestation, they say, "Oh, I'll just think about it." And then it will happen. And then they don't understand, oh, why is it not happening for me? But for me, it was always so clear that you actually also have to take action. You have to think in a certain way so that you can see that way and what kind of action you should take. But at the same time, you've got to take action. So manifestation would not work if you don't take action. I was just talking about this with my, like, one of my closest friends yesterday, I think, about how manifestation is so misunderstood to be like, okay, I want a dog. Tomorrow, a dog's just going to appear. It's like, it doesn't work like that. You like put out what you want into the universe or write it down or like whatever and like get your thoughts out. But the more you talk about it and the more you think about it, the more naturally you are to just like work for it. And so it just, it seems like it's happening just because I'm not kidding. Like this year, so many things that I've wanted or like want have just kind of like happened in the weirdest ways and i'm like not gonna lie is a little scary because i'm just like what like how is that happening but the truth is i am talking about the things i want a lot so it is kind of it's like the law of attraction where you're just like you're bringing it up so much that obviously it's going to come to you because you're going to start picking up on words when people are saying things more like you know like if you don't know like the word dog and then like you say oh i want a dog tomorrow when someone says like oh i'm taking my dog for a walk and be like oh my god that's a sign because like you just wouldn't have known that was a word prior to that and i just yeah it is super freaky though <laughs> yeah it, it is crazy but um also I, I wanted to say because you said that you know even if it's the president you would just come up and ask uh, him or her <laughs> a question or even if, if it's the ceo ceo you would ask go ahead and ask for the job did you ever have a station like that where you I uh, just went to someone who was super intimidating to everyone else and actually you just like asked for whatever you wanted. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> first I like, I'm really bad at recognizing people. So it's so funny because like, because I'm from LA, everyone's like, oh my God, do you see celebrities all the time? And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe <laughs> I just, I really don't know anyone. And so um, I, work at a restaurant and like the first person I served when I was training was Jim Carrey. I don't know if you know who he is, but I think the he's expert. like a really famous actor. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't really know what he's in, but he's like super famous. And every other server is like, what are you doing? Like, I just walked up to the table. I'm like, hi, like I'm Jack. I'm training. We'll be taking care of you guys tonight. Like anything to get you. How are you doing? And he was like, I'm good. Like, how are you? And I was like, good. You know, just, he was like, how's your training going? Like, fully just having like a normal conversation and <laughs> everyone's like freaking out. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> like, I swear I'm ready to be a server. Like I got this. And it was just like, so funny. Cause everyone's like, how are you keeping it? So like calm, like now that you even know who he is. And I'm like, because like, I just, I don't care. Like, I don't know. And then as far as like a CEO, um, 
this actually happened super recently, like within the last month also, which is like a whole nother thing. But I um, was also serving this table. Super weird vibes of like the whole night. And then at the end, like something came up, I said something and they freaked out and got super excited. And they were like, oh my God, like we're starting a tequila company and that's our mission. Like what you just said. And I was like, that's so cool. Whatever. What's the brand? So they start telling me about this tequila thing and like, um, I don't know, whatever. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, nice to meet you guys. They wanted to talk to like our manager to try and get their tequila like, in the restaurant. I left and then later came back and was just kind of like, so weird. And like, I'm so sorry, but like, do you guys have an Instagram for your account? Like, just cause I'm curious to just see it. I don't know. We started talking for maybe 20 minutes just about how, like, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I know that these are the founders of the company, but I just started like telling them about all the advice I have for them to like market the product. And I'm like, what? I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm like, oh, you guys should like reach out to so-and-so and so-and-so and like get into Erewhon and like try and do this. And I'm like telling them Instagram's the best way to market now because you can reach such a cool audience. Like if you have this influencer, she'll reach like this age group. And then you reach like that influencer and she'll reach like that age group or like the health and wellness space or like, I don't know, whatever. All these things that I was saying. And then like after I was like, I don't even know what I was talking about, but I think I sounded pretty smart. I don't really know. So I left and I was like, okay, like so nice to meet you guys. Have a good night. Really weird. And then while I was walking back inside, like one of them stopped me and they were like, Jack. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, well, what's in it for you? And I was like, um, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, no, like what's in it for you? Like, what did you want out of that conversation? And I was like, um, nothing. Like I was just, I guess, telling you, like, as a consumer, what I would be looking for, I don't really know. And he was like, no, really, like, what's in it for you? I was like, are you asking me if I want, like, an internship or a job? Because I'm not really sure what you're asking me. And then he was like, yeah, like, you just said you switched into a marketing major. So, like, what would your dream job be? And I was like, oh, like, literally, everyone's like, no, you said this to the guy. But I don't know. To me, it's just, I don't know. Um, Have you seen the show Emily in Paris? Yeah, yeah. So this guy is maybe like in his late 40s, like young, early 50s or whatever. And I was like, um, well, have you seen the show Emily in Paris? And he was like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Like, love that show. And I was like, wait, really? You have? And he was like, yeah, why? And I was like, think of Emily. Like, that's what I want to be doing, but in London. And like, if I was just working for your company, then I guess just making campaigns for you guys and no one else. But that would be my dream. And I've been saying that I want to live in London for the summer. I've been back three times in the last like eight months and I'm like obsessed with it. And so like I said that and then I said, or if you wanted me to work for you, like maybe I could do a virtual thing and like just work in London. And he was like, oh my God, I actually represent a company in London. Like I feel like you could just work for them. And I was like, what? Like, what's happening? I was like, wait, are you serious? Like, what is going on? And I just, I mean, it was like weird because I'm saying like just the whole idea of like, if you were to go into any sort of professional like business meeting, you probably wouldn't bring up Emily in Paris or like you wouldn't be giving them like an ultimatum of like, oh, well, I want to live in London. So like sucks. If you don't want me, like that sucks. And then just like everything everything worked out in the weirdest way he like set me up with the ceo and then the ceo is based in new york so i like had a zoom call with him also asked him if he's seen emily in paris like i just have like no i like concept of that's probably not something you should be asking like 50 year old men if they've seen but they all have so it's like what's wrong with it and then like met the people in london we went back to london in march and so i met them like the following week that this literally happened like the last week of February that I met this guy, went to London in March, met with the company in March. And now I have a lease for a place that I'm like planning on moving to London in a month. So it's like everything just kind of happens. But I swear it's like you never know who you're talking to. Or I guess if you recognize someone then you know, but like you really never know. So you don't know what opportunities they can give you. So you kind of just have to be yourself and see what happens. I feel like that's my mentality. It's like if you're not yourself you're not like showing any sort of personality or like, even when I write emails, I'll send them to my mom and dad or like whatever. And be like, how does this sound? And they're like, maybe change that word to this. And I'm like, but that's just like lacking personality. Like they want, you know, they want you to be like yourself. 
I don't know. I could be doing it so wrong, but somehow I'm getting like so many things. Like <laughs> I, I love thinking about like manifestation. It's just really weird. <laughs> I love it. I love it because so many times the moment you just want to the moments you want to blend in, you're not standing out as your personality and you are just mm -hmm. like blending in and you're looking like everyone else like writing the same email. But the moment you take a completely crazy approach of I'll just be myself and there's no one like you, like literally there's only one of you in this whole world, your brain yeah. definition will be standing out and people will, it will be remarkable and people would want to, and especially what I really liked that you didn't like your intention was just purely to help. You didn't, you didn't have any, um, like intention to like, yeah. to have something for you. You came there with such a pure intention, like, oh, I just like, I've learned this and I've learned that. And I had this idea or this idea. And it was just, people can sense it. I feel like when you are coming with a pure intention and they are way more open, especially in the world where many people just want there's something in it for them and they are just going after yeah. it. Okay. Um, yeah, I was telling them, I was like, I don't know if you guys know this. I was like, you guys probably already know this. So me telling you this is probably whatever. And they're like, no, 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 we actually haven't heard of this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But like, I'm super not educated in this. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It is like, I think what I've learned a lot over the years is like really just put yourself out there and you seriously never know what, how like even my first job was done because I like was just I was like I want this job I want this job and like went back so many times I applied so many times and they just like I had heard that this company like loses a lot of applications and they're not like good about keeping up with that so I went to a model casting for them because I was like I want this job like so badly went to the model casting and while I was there one of the like managers or like owner or something like came up to me and was like, do you want to work in the store? And I was like, like, yeah, I've actually applied like five times, but <laughs> so I think you just like, I feel like everything, like I've said that I've wanted, I really will work as hard as I can to get there. And so it seems super lucky because I do get out of it, but I genuinely think if you're so passionate about something, you should want to work for it. And like, you're allowed to change your opinion for sure. Like I wanted to leave school initially because I wanted to focus on acting and look where I am now. Like I'm not even studying that. So my path has totally shifted, but initially that first step was done because I wanted something and then it turned into something new. And now I'm pursuing that. And I can, like a year ago, my life, I could not have told you that this is where that I'd be living in London. Like, I, the whole thing, yeah, it all happens so fast. And if I were in school, like none of this would have happened. It's just, it's so bizarre. Yeah. So before I ask my last question, where can people connect with you and follow your crazy adventures and see what else you manifest in your life? <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram and TikTok. My Instagram is Jack Stern. It's like Jack underscore Stern. And then my TikTok is Jacqueline Stern. So I don't know if you like type it or if you want me to spell it or anything. No worries. I'll put it also in the description box. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and my last question would be, so let's imagine you're 80 years old. You're looking back on your life and you think, I wish I've done that. So we'll go back to this very present moment to you being 21 in LA and there's already something that, you know, you absolutely must do, but you have not done it yet. So what would that something be for you? I feel like you're the type of person who is actively doing those things, but if there's yeah, any, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's hard. I think that I try to, yeah, I really try to live my life with no regrets and no desires to do something or like if I have a desire to do something like get it done so I can't see my I don't know like in my life now I have like big life dreams that I want that I don't even want to try and pursue right now until I feel like I have one like knowledge on certain like eventually I want to start my own company 
I don't even know what I want it to be yet, but I also want to start like some sort of like protein company and like whatever. And that's just like a whole different thing, but I can't start it now. Like I want to have more knowledge and I want to have more like a following and just an understanding of the whole space. So I would say that's my goal now. If I were 80 and I never took a step in like trying to pursue one of those things, probably that because of the fear of it failing or starting any sort of food company is so hard and so competitive, especially like, yeah, protein, whatever. Um, that would probably be it. But yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm not going to be thinking, I'm hoping I'm not going to be thinking that I should have done something else. Cause if I do feel that way, then when I'm 80, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Jax, Thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been such a lovely conversation and I'm so happy that we did it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs>